Hey everyone, welcome to Caffeinated Humor. You know, one of the things about writing a, a blog and a podcast based on people watching in a Starbucks is that unless you're just, you go numb in the head if you don't move around to different Starbucks. But one of the most interesting things is with every location, there's a few differences in the staff and the way that Starbucks runs. It's kind of like house rules in Monopoly. You know, at this person's house, the house rule is it's his house. He's the bank always. And then I played Monopoly at somebody else's house. You have to take a vote as to who everybody trusts the least. And that person is automatically the banker. Why? I don't know. It, it sounds like it just leads to cheating. But then again, Monopoly itself leads to cheating. Leads to cheating or flipping the board over three hours after you started going, well, fuck this. But anyway, back to Starbucks. The crew is always going to be what I like to think of as the indigenous population. In other words, nobody travels three cities away to work at a Starbucks. A, there's too many of them out there, so there's always one near your house. But B, they're just not that spectacular a job. I mean, there's a reason why they give part-time people health care, because they don't want to hire people and have new people. You know, the turnover is massive. Well, what if we gave you health care? Well, I might stay, but you can't give them enough hours. I've, I know people that have argued with their Starbucks to the point that they're trying to raise their kids and put them through school. And it's like, why don't you have better job skills? But they're trying to get more hours at Starbucks. There's just not that many hours to be had because they overhire. So they have a huge amount of people. They can only work people part time. But. It's the type of people that you see working in Starbucks because some of them are their first job. This is their job while they're going to school. Some people are way too intelligent to be working at a Starbucks. Some people are way too dumb to be working at a Starbucks. Some people, you, and this is how to do this without coming across as a complete prick and I'm going to fail here. This has got to be the first job they got when they got out of rehab. Now, two reasons for that. A, you got to have a job when you get out of rehab. But... Starbucks will hire anybody as long as you don't come back on some sort of a watch list, which shocks me. You know, why draw the line there? Shit, they'll let the homeless take a crap in one of the booths. But it's always the, the crew that is more interesting sometimes than the patrons. Because you can watch the patrons, but it's the crew. It's kind of like they're prisoners in a prison. They've been there for so long that they're what might be an odd behavior when they first started is now morphed into something just inhuman. But everybody that works there has seen it every day, and they're used to it. But that's kind of what led me to today's episode, Gilligan's Starbucks, on today's Caffeinated Humor. I am a fan of Starbucks. We all know this. And there are usually a couple of common denominators when it comes to the Starbucks staff. Now, first point, the manager is usually a guy. While female ex managers do exist, 90 to 90% of the time, it's a guy. Now, the women that work at Starbucks are usually hot. Now, I said girls because I meant girls. And I said usually because it is usual. However... I have never seen a woman over the age of 40 working at a Starbucks that didn't look like this might be her first job out of rehab. Now, it's always a well-run place. The book they have, and I call it the corporate manual, 
uh, is such that it follows the McDonald's thing. You can get the same burger anywhere in the world at a McDonald's that you're going to get anywhere else in the world. Because of that corporate manual, everything has to be done a certain way. So even the Starbucks in the middle of nowhere has the same competent staff because they all have to be, it's like a, a turnkey operation. I'm not sure how they pull it off. I'm not sure how McDonald's pulls it off. I've never worked in either one. Now, I'm in Oxnard, California this weekend, and I'm camping at a state park on the coast. The need for coffee has driven me into the city for a fix. So with the aid of my phone, I found one in Old Town Oxnard, less than a mile from huge strawberry fields. First off, might be the biggest Starbucks I've ever seen. I don't know that I've ever seen one this big because there's about 40 tables. Second, I might be the only one in the building speaking English. As I mentioned, there are huge strawberry fields nearby, and the pickers like coffee too, it seems. Now, that's not me being racist. I'm going by what they're wearing. These people are wearing clothing that they could be existing out in the hot sun all day without burning, which I would have to wear while doing picking strawberries. Otherwise, I would burn to a crisp, and I, you would just find a desiccated corpse on the ground. Now, pickers like coffee. I like coffee. Don't we all? But more so than the clientele of this or the, the locale of this particular Starbucks, it's the crew running it that is standing out. It's scary, but in the biggest Starbucks ever, this might be the most incompetent pack of bastards I've ever seen. Let's start with the cashier. He most definitely did not take his riddle in this morning. The man is like a human hummingbird. He flits back and forth doing five things at once, never finishing any of it, all while talking over each and every customer he deals with. When he gets to me, I am asked three times what I am, would like to drink. I try to answer all three times. The first time, he interrupted me to ask if I'd like a pastry. What would you like to drink? Would you like a pastry? I would, but yours are not one that I would like mainly because they're not a fresh pastry. The second time, I had just started to say what I wanted and he took off into the sitting area and made change for somebody that was not in line. Third time, he had just come back from making change, blurted out, what can I get you? Then took off for the back room to get something. In the end, no shit, the barista stepped over and took my order. And as for the barista, he was doing one or to two things, then reading out of the barista's book for a second. Trial by fire, it would seem, learning on the job. He knew how to run the register, just not how to run the coffee machine. Nothing wrong with that, but I will still yell at you if you screw up my drink. Finally, the prep guy in the back is an extra from an old Disney movie. He was putting squirts of something into a cup, put ice in it, then dropped the entire thing on the floor. He got up, made the decision to clean up after prepping the drink he had just dropped and began to make it again. He got it on the blender and turned it on, then slipped and fell on the floor in the shit he hadn't cleaned up yet. Also, the blender shield was not down, and the lid of the blender was not securely on. The second he hit the floor, the blender exploded. I walked out. They can keep my drink. I don't need it that bad. If I stay in that building, I'm going to get dragged into this Disney movie reject they got going on there, and I'm sure I'll break an arm. Starbucks, the hell's up with you. Hey, hope you liked today's episode. 
like it, subscribe to it. Hell, there's a link around here to help support it. But most importantly, listen to more episodes. You can also go to Amazon. You're going to find a series of books under the name Caffeinated Humor based on the podcast. Take care and have a great day. 